0: Yeah, this was just a psychological case study of some kind of dysfunction when your family is too close. Like, there is a word for this. This family. And I don't know what it is. Like, complete with a weird
1: implication that maybe they marry their cousins. Oh,
0: yes, definitely. You want like this. Hi, Meg. Hi, Elle. How are you? I'm. Um.
1: I was. I was having a good day, but <laughs> I had to come home and read these. So, uh, Meg and I made an executive decision to speed things up a little bit because we're getting really bored of this book. So, we're going to be doing six chapters per episode. We're planning on finishing up around the end of October, so don't worry, you guys don't have to suffer through this with us too much more anyways. And one other small announcement, um, as you probably know by now when you're listening to this episode, it's gonna be out a day late, cause Meg and I are crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm about to go on vacation, you've got a lot going on this week, uh, we've- you've been sick, I've got wonderful sickness things happening, it's- it's fun. But you look beautiful and you
1: sound great.
0: Thank you, I luckily- uh if you saw my feet you would understand that i'm very sick so i was explaining this to my coworker, and he's like but usually when you get sick you're really pale and i was like i know i'm catching this super early so that i don't lose my voice and have to figure out how to record for a podcast with no voice yeah that doesn't sound like it would be easy it's not but i'm drinking a shit ton of tea these days
1: just so much tea
0: so much tea st petersburg tea oh so good with a little bit of cherry syrup so good just like the russian tea house so <sighs> we're, we ended the last episode with
1: we did end on something of a cliffhanger
0: we elizabeth was telling caden that he was going to be transferred to chicago after he had gotten given himself his tetanus shot and stitched up his ass Both of which are relevant because there is definitely a point where Dev says, You got what you want, right? Of course you did. You have a smooth ass.
1: Yeah, that comes back once because Dev is upset that he has a hairy butt and Caden doesn't. But with a name like Caden, you're like as Norwegian as the day is long. Exactly. And so we love all butts here. We do love all butts. So the immediate chapter after that is Caden ever- professional and together and <laughs> rational and everything you'd really like a doctor to be charges into the chief's office with the knowledge he's not supposed to have from Elizabeth and decides to almost get himself kicked out of medicine in general by mouthing off to the chief of medicine,
0: Oberhan Oberhand, yes. He does make a comment that... Shows me that Felina knows a little bit how the residency stuff works, but also doesn't and changed it for her own good. Um, She says... Normally we let interns find their programs when they're let go. I could send you to a city where all you'd be doing is a whole lot of... Oh, wait, no, that's not it. You understood when you took this residency with our hospital that you could be transferred to anywhere that needs you most. And that is something that is true. However, what that is in the residency program is like, if you work in Atlanta, maybe you'll be transferred to a hospital within a few hours drives of Georgia. They may need you to do something, or maybe your hospital doesn't specialize in something. You'd go there. So it isn't to send you halfway across the country at a whim. Hold on, I have to look at a map real quick because I'm not sure how far Atlanta is from Chicago. But like, it's a I, I want to say a two and a half hour flight, so probably a thousand miles. We did it. So I have flown from Atlanta. It's a to twelve hour, seven hundred and
1: seventeen mile drive.
0: I flew in a Seneca to Chicago, or over Chicago. It's beautiful. So. He's getting transferred to Chicago,
1: 717 miles away. It's a pretty big jump. How close are you to your hometown currently? Um, about an hour and a half drive. Did you ever move away? Nah, I went to school nearby, but um I'm going to go ahead and say that even as somebody who didn't really move super far away from their home, I see my dad like six or seven times a year. Yeah because I'm an adult. This is very true.
0: And I like my family. You also don't have siblings, so it's not like
1: Yeah, well, that's I'm I'm fundamentally broken in that way. We understand, <laughs> Meg, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> uh yeah, I Not all of us hit the lottery and won the sibling lottery and have like 18,000 siblings.
0: Yeah, I still didn't necessarily win with all of them, but that's okay. Um I don't know. I could I was thinking of When I moved, which was uh, around this time in 2015, and, like, I was sad, sure, but I wasn't devastatedly heartbroken. Here's the thing. I, I, I moved for
1: college, so it was like I was going home anyways. I kind of didn't really move so much as I just, like stopped going home for the summer and then just never went home again and that's kind of what happened like I graduated from college decided to stay in the Hudson Valley because I liked it a lot better and it's where all my friends were and it's where I had job opportunities so I stayed here so I can't imagine what it's like to get up and really like pack up and go somewhere but even so it's like all right, if I were to pack up and move cross-country, that would be really sad because, frankly, I don't have the money to fly a lot. Like, that's just not something that exists in my industry, or at least not the current level that I am in my industry. If you're a doctor and your whole family is apparently wealthy enough to own half of Atlanta, I'm
0: pretty sure you could still just fly home when you want. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it is still tough for me to get home. Uh, I haven't gotten home this year, and uh, I was a little touch and go on if I would for Christmas, but I, I think I am going to. Um But I've still seen parts of my family and, uh, you know, I video chat with them and text and I get it. I miss them. Like, I'm actually seeing family tomorrow. By the time this episode comes out, I will actually be with my family. But I don't know. It's never even on my like most homesick days. I still feel like I'm being less dramatic than what this book was. So this is all us leading up to
1: saying that the six chapters that we read were primarily occupied by the Cocker clan acting like Hayden had been diagnosed with a terminal illness.
0: That's exactly how it felt.
1: His, so they go to dinner, so he freaks out in the hospital, freaks out, tells his parents, goes home, his whole family comes over for dinner, they have lasagna and salad and sit around, and his mom puts on this, like... Brave face and is like this is going to be good for your career. I actually, and then really everybody liked treats her like, her. I yeah, liked everyone her. treats her like
0: shit for that, and it's so weird. And then later on, she's crying that she's I so was like, sad. Oh I mean, like, I don't know. I guess I could text my mother and ask if it made her cry, but my mom's one that loves when we go for the opportunities that we have available, and she is willing to sit down and talk out all the pros and cons and all that stuff but at the end of the day it's still my decision and i don't know i really liked his mom when she was like hey suck it up this is good for you it could be worse we will still stay in contact and i was like cool someone in this family is sane and then it turns out she was just lying because she knows how competitive canaan is and if she acts like this and he's going to want to act more normal and i was just like this is horrible
1: I guess the thing that just, and and maybe this is just from somebody who's not particularly close with their family, I I wouldn't say I'm not close with my family. I like my family. We know a lot about each other, but I don't feel the need to, like, let them in all the time. And I think the f- parts of the family that I'm, like, closest with are people that have always been long distance. Like, my Aunt Nora is probably the person I'm the closest with in my family in terms of, like, who I tell things. Sure. And she's lived in D.C. my whole life. So... I can't really relate to this weird thing that they do. So they all have dinner and it's awkward. And then we get to the most annoying, like, you know what? No, we'll wait because we're actually not there yet. First, we have to go into introspection about Caden in his childhood bedroom, which, by the way, is, a, I think, a weird thing to do.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I guess, uh, so... My family moved my senior year. Yeah, it was my senior year. Uh, and college or high school In in high school. Um, because my mom had twins that were, uh, she had twins when I was 16. So we needed, they needed their own. Yeah. We needed a bigger house. And so for essentially, yeah, I was a senior, um, Essentially, basically, as after I moved out for college, my sister took over my room so that the twins could get their own rooms. And when I moved back yeah. home briefly uh, for about a year, year and a half during college, I lived in the basement. That basement bedroom has always been more of a bedroom than the actual bedroom that I had. So the idea of this, like, I still do have stuff at my mom's house. There's a an alcove that is full of mine and Caitlin's stuff um, that I actually... The entire bedroom is probably full of Caitlin stuff. Uh, like the past visit, I went and, you know, separated out. Here's what I want. And here's the stuff you can throw away. Um, so. My dad wishes I would do that. <laughs> Trust I me. I refuse. It took my, my, my poor mother uh, 10 years for me to finally do it. So, but I did it. But that's a whole other thing. But my point is like, anytime they're like, my bedroom is exactly as I left it. And I'm just like, I, that is not something I can relate to.
1: Um, my dad took down all of the shit in my room and now I'll, <laughs> I have a picture cause I was home recently and he wasn't home. So I took some pictures. It's like full of fishing gear. Oh jeez. <laughs> he has like a mattress so that when I am home, I have a place to stay, which is yeah. really, really nice of him. And he keeps a bedspread on it and it like, he keeps it made for me so that when I am home, like I can stay home, but I don't know, it's, it's weird to stay there, especially cause I don't live that far away. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And I've definitely, like, since I've I've been living on my own for just over a year now, and I feel a lot more at home in this space than I have pretty much in any space I've ever lived. That's good news. So I can't imagine, like, going home and dealing with something like that. I guess I get a little bit of it, like, when I go to my family's houses. Like, I have these cousins who I was really close with growing up on my dad's side, and their house is, like, uncannily the same. And so sometimes when I go there, I feel that, but, like, Yeah, Caden sitting in his room at night, freaking out about having to move away.
0: Yeah, the fact that he mentions a bowling ball that doesn't fit his fingers anymore. And all I could think of, and my mother doesn't listen to this as far as I know, but if you are listening, Mom, you have officially ingrained in me the sense of waste. And all I could think of is like, get rid of that bowling ball. Why do you still have this bowling ball? Also,
1: I don't know about you. My fingers didn't grow that much from age, like, 16 to 26. They're about the same as they've been since I was, I don't know, I think I got to this height when I was 11, <laughs> so they're probably, they've been the same for about 15 years now. My joints swell and stuff, so I don't, I couldn't tell you. Like, well, yeah. like, your joints swell, but it's not like you can't
0: pick up the same, it's a bowling ball, it's not a ring. Right, but... Depending on, I mean, I guess my fingers, I have no idea what my fingers are if they are completely healthy and fine. And compared to 10 years ago, I would assume they have not changed much because I'm wearing the ring I'm wearing currently is a size 10. And I think I've been in a size like 910 ring for essentially as long as I've bought rings with sizes.
1: But also, like, part of, like, the bowling ball thing is it's your hand size. It's not just, like, your fingers. Like, I think the circle, like, the holes for your fingers are pretty standard unless it's, like, a kid one. But also, you're right. It is a The hand. holes will be placed closer together if you've got tiny hands. But you stop having tiny hands at, like, 11 or 12 years old. Maybe he had a really late growth spurt? Yeah, like, from 17 to 18, he just did puberty all at once. I
0: don't know. It's just, like... The whole shit makes no sense. You're right. Whole it does. It makes no sense. Felina has never encountered a human being in her life. As far as I know. This book, especially with the family all coming and going feels like it should be about, it's like a homecoming event for all these characters that we should know and love. But again, but we didn't read the other books. <laughs> these books are, we're told you do not have to read the other ones to be able to enjoy this one. And that's not true. Because the next two chapters are just every
1: single family member and they all have super generic names and he doesn't bother... She doesn't bother really describing them. She's not like, my brown-haired cousin Samantha or sister Samantha. The only ones that I really recognized were Jamie and Justin because I read the intro to Cocky Senator. Okay. He's a piece of shit. And then I recognized Ethan because I read the beginning of Cocky Genius.
0: Is... I want to come back to that in a second. Justin and Jamie are married, right? I had to reread this chapter a few times because I was oh, like, this is so confusing. there are all these Jay names in this damn family. Justin is a twin. And for a second, I was like, okay, so his twin's name is Jamie. And then they say, and then she has Aunt Jamie at one point with Jamie spelled different. And I was like, please tell me that we did not have an entire book where we had brother Jamie and girlfriend Jamie. And then I realized, I oh no, this is the same- Did Jamie three times. I I don't think one of the brothers is Jamie. But I do, while you're looking that up, I'm going to jump back really quick to the end of chapter 24, because there is a really quick, brief mention of something that I assume one of two things is going to happen. Okay. It will either become a very huge plot point when Caden sees the errors of a lot of his ways and runs back to Atlanta until Elizabeth's arms and they fall madly in love, or... It's completely dropped and never mentioned again, and it was a complete throwaway. But Caden, as he is storming out of the hospital, um, runs into Dr. Stevens, and Dr. Dr. Stevens hands him an envelope from Celia, who has passed away. That was something
1: I kind of glossed over because I fucking hated everything. Well,
0: I I assumed turning the next page that we were going to get this letter about how he, you know, chases dreams and blah, 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 and find love. And so either this letter is going to get found at some points and be crucial to the story, or Felina is a really terrible author and this will never come back up again.
1: Yeah, there's a good chance she just is going to forget it.
0: Because six chapters and this and he didn't read it like he is given the envelope. He asks if her mother was with her, and is told that the mom was there, as was the father. And then there's no mention of what he does with this envelope. So in my mind, I'm leaning towards Felina forgot.
1: I'm guessing he's going to just produce it while he's on the plane. And that's going to be a thing. Yeah, like he's gonna be sitting on the plane reading it, and I think that's how we're gonna get. Although he needs to be in Chicago for at least a bit of it because he needs to meet Gwen. That's true.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This <sighs> this book is frustrating as hell.
1: Also, uh, we'll get into that afterwards. The the final chapter of our little section here on yeah. um, Gwen and um, so he gets that letter from Scylla, So Scylla dies. Then he goes home and has weird funeral dinner with his family and then after that his whole family shows up at his apartment to help him move okay i didn't count but i feel like there's 20 people that
0: doesn't sound like a productive moving situation to me at all you want four people unless it's some like conveyor belt movie yes thank you that's the word i'm looking for but yeah it was so many people but also so the he's moving to chicago he asks if he's gonna get is he in charge of moving his own stuff, or is he? Gonna, and they tell him that he's getting the stipend, but the way that he says it, like so much of this is shit. Three days and a small stipend. Not that I expected much, but if you are forcing someone to move, to move someone a thousand miles away, you're yeah. you are going to cover a stipend is fine, <clears throat> but like like my company covered my moving fees. Um. And See, that's the thing, is it, it doesn't make any sense. And if you're expecting someone to move and be at orientation in three days, you are also giving them a living situation until they can find their own.
1: But instead, he has to call his cousin, Kian, who... <sighs> they then make a weird comment about his sister having a crush on.
0: Yeah, so it's not a cocker related, so it is his dad's cousin. So it is his first cousin once removed.
1: They call him a second cousin and they make a joke about how they haven't seen him in a while to point out how close the Cocker clan is because we needed to establish that again. And Samantha makes an offhand comment and she's like, I think it's been like six, I think the last time I saw him, I was 16. And I forget if it's Max or Hunter, but one of them is like, you know exactly how old you were because you had a crush on him. And she's like, don't be gross. And they're like, some people marry their second cousins. And it's like, I would believe that about this family. Based on the way you're all acting with each other.
0: Yeah, it's true. They don't give a last name, so we can't assume that it's a cocker. Yeah. So it's not second cousins, though. That's a first cousin. So if it's your dad and his cousin. And it's the child of that cousin.
1: You are correct.
0: So it's first cousin once removed. Which is not legal. Um, I'm not sure how it works. I think as long as you don't have kids, it's fine. Technically, you can marry whoever you want. As long, well, I mean, technically, you can be in love with whoever you want. I just read an entire series where uh, adopted siblings were related to each other. And I hope to God the whole time that they weren't in game, And yet they were. I'm really bummed. First of all, I'm really glad that we essentially just did what we would normally do in probably two episodes in one. Because if we had to talk about this drama for two fucking weeks... I would have actually been yelling by the next episode. So this is me putting it out into the air, book. You better be talking something different than the next six chapters.
1: So we we do actually, okay, so after the dinner and the introspective night and he overhears his mom being really actually very depressed and he decides not to say anything about it at the moment, he like sits in his room, he sort of has a, Elizabeth texts him to see how he's doing. And this is something I kind of have an issue with. He immediately blames Elizabeth, but like
0: I don't really feel like this is Elizabeth's fault. So going back to 24, there is a mention that. So he does find out that Janet is also going out for cardiology. Um,
1: I forgot about that.
0: And he does say, and after the recommendation of Dr. Myers, the choice is clear. So I understand his anger for Elizabeth. He is rushing to assume that she made this recommendation after they started having sex, which, because there is no clear set timeline in this book, for all we know, he could have mentioned that he's starting cardiology and they could have started fucking each other the next day. Or it could have been weeks. And who knows when the last review was, because there is no set like, hey, we have to give a review every X amount of time, etc, etc, etc. But... I understand his anger with Elizabeth. It's still weird. Yeah, and there's also something to be said for, like,
1: even within the interview that Elizabeth had with Overhand, or not the interview, but the meeting, the exchange she had with Overhand in the last chapter before this episode, he even says it's a diversity hire, essentially,
0: which is something she could have easily explained to Caden. But it's also such a shitty thing to do. Yeah.
1: So they kind of exchange texts. He decides to go to bed or no, he calls Max instead of texting her back. He types a bunch of texts and then he doesn't text her back. And then we have one little interlude before we have to get to the big thing to unpack, which is the the big 20 person unpacking scene, because there's so much in there that I don't understand. Yes. But it's really simple. It's Elizabeth. She's at home. She's binge eating on her couch. She keeps thinking about texting him again, but she won't. So she calls Gwen, who's in Chicago, and why does Gwen already know that this random
0: resident is getting transferred? I she's unless,
1: in obstetrics.
0: Yeah, she's not in the department that he's going to be in. It's not he's discussed a, that she's like high up on a board or anything like that. But he's an intern for the sake of drama. Gwen already knows. We also learn more about Gwen's house than we've learned about either of our main characters places other than they both have couches and why are they, as everybody packing, no one has mentioned the fact that he has a ceiling uh, mirror on his ceiling. Can you imagine showing something like that to your mom? Yeah. Like everybody's coming over and his sister and one cousin is in his bedroom going through his clothes. And there is not one single mention. Of- but while we're on the phone with
1: Gwen, we find out about her Mexican-tiled kitchen. We find out that her relationship with David is really great, and she the, re- the reason we find out about the Mexican tiles is... She's wearing heels. Yeah, and Elizabeth comments, why are you wearing heels right now? And she goes, well, we were just about to roleplay.
0: I mean, Elle, you and I were pretty close. I yeah. adore you. I adore you. If I called you needing something, and you were about to get down with your boyfriend, you don't need to tell me that. Well, I guess, like, if it's like, hey, I'm hanging out with my boyfriend, because I don't know if we've actually ever mentioned his name, so I'm avoiding using it. Um. Will? Okay. <laughs> my boyfriend Will? Yeah, we can talk about him. If you're like, hey, I'm hanging out with Will, let me call you back. That's all I need.
1: Yeah, but if you were super upset, I would put it on hold, but I wouldn't be like, sorry, Will and I were about to have wild, kinky roleplay sex. I wouldn't bring that up, particularly if you were upset about a guy. Yeah. I'd be like, no, nah, it's good. We were just sitting on the couch, staring at our phones separately, which is actually what Will
0: and I do. <laughs> so, yeah, Gwen is excited that Caden's moving up there and talks about how it could be some good long distance thing, because, like, Caden's not being sent to Siberia and never coming back. All he has He's to do- He's not going to jail. Is go spend, like, two years max, maybe? I have no idea how much longer a cardiology residency is, but we'll say four years max. Now, if he's going to be such an incredible
1: doctor, why doesn't he just go do it and then become such an incredible
0: doctor that he gets hired back at any of the Atlanta hospitals? There is more than one. Or Kennesaw Marietta, Sandy Springs, Windy Hill, Alpharetta, Milton. Nope. Only one. There's only one.
1: He only wants to be at the one where the seventh floor is where he can go fuck his attending. Yep. I just...
0: So much of that. I moved for my job three years ago. And I gave myself a five-year... Like, I was going to make five years. And after five years, I'll decide what I, if I want to go back. Or if I want to go somewhere else. Or if I just want to stay. I get the, like... I didn't go away for college. I literally went down the street... It was like a three-mile walk, and I know because I locked my keys in my car one day and had to go home to get the spare key. So moving from Atlanta to New York was a big thing, but you can't—you have to give something more than a year, and
1: you can always go back. That's the thing that's so weird. Is if if he's so determined to become this incredible, amazing doctor, then. You know, his mom is right. Even if she's lying, it's like, this is good for your career. Go become an incredible, amazing doctor and then get hired back at a freaking hospital
0: in Atlanta if it's that important for you to be around your weird, incestuous family. Attachment issues. There's like some codependency. These are the words I was trying to remember earlier. It's creepy how codependent this family is. Yes, it is. Like, what do you think you're going to miss? Like, that's the weird thing. And then,
1: okay, we'll get into the family in a second. Let's finish up with Elizabeth. Elizabeth tells Gwen everything. And that's where we leave Elizabeth for all six of the chapters that we read. Yep. So then we cut interior, Caden's shoebox apartment, as his uncle Justin calls it, because that's a nice thing to say. And it's Caden's entire extended family there to help him move.
0: I had a thousand square foot apartment before I moved to New York. And I think at the most, I had five people in it at one time helping me move. And most of those were movers. I cannot imagine 20
1: Having people. this many people in an apartment. I'm going to go through real quick and we can cut this bit. But I just want to see how many people are mentioned in here. So we've got well, Max.
0: Let's, yeah, let's do this. Okay. Who is in what room? I think it kind of breaks that down.
1: So we know we've got his siblings, Max, Hunter, Samantha, and
0: Lexi. There is Hannah and Emma and Wren, who are all sitting on the couch, pregnant. We've got his parents. His parents are there.
1: Uncle Justin and Aunt Jamie Jamie show up.
0: Zoe's there. There's Charlie. No, Charlie's not there because she's a CEO, but she's also pregnant. Oh, that's right. So I guess Ethan is there? Yeah. So we've got Wyatt, Ethan, and Eric. Okay. There's Gabrielle. There's Kaya. Kaya? Kaya? She's a little girl. Yep. There. Then we've got Ben and Shelby show up at the end. Nathan shows up as well. He is a fire department slash EMT. Um, then there's Madison and Nicholas, who... Okay, so it's... Okay, it goes, Nathan's older brothers... Oh, I guess Nicholas is one of Nathan's older brothers. So Nathan and Madison... Nicholas and Madison are dating. They spell Jamie's name three different ways.
1: Do you many people we have just right now? I want you to guess. Jeremy and Megan are on a cruise. They are not there. So then it's not Megan. What is Max's girlfriend's name? Natalie. Natalie is there, not Megan.
0: Because Natalie is the one in the bathroom and that, yeah, with the weird exchange. Ethan. Did we get Ethan?
1: Oh yeah, Ethan's on there. Hannah. We have 24 people in this apartment. That's fucking insane. At least his mom's outside. And then she goes back inside. And they're ordering pizzas. 24 people to come help you move. Sounds like a nightmare to me. It does.
0: And there's no way, like, he makes it sound, he's like, the whole extended family is here, except for Elijah, Sophia, and Ben. And then there's a really long exchange about how Elijah comes back more than Sophie. Whatever. I don't care. But- There's six brothers originally. And they all
1: had like four kids.
0: One of them is on a cruise with his wife. One of them's the dad. One of them's one of the twins. I know that cocky roommate's not there because I didn't see his name. And I think two other brothers are missing. So. So this isn't
1: even the whole clan, but they're there. And we start to sort of get some weird little like relationship stuff like even the night before we were still on this whole lexi and brad business oh, and God. lexi was pretending she doesn't know that better play out i love how this, the whole family is like huh wacky lexi and her weird boyfriend problems this dude landed her in jail for fake stalking for fake stalking because she went on a date with another dude and y'all are acting like this is just a oh, wacky
0: lexi and then her dad's like you better have broken up with him Cue the 1980s sitcom family, you know, stance and finger wag and um, canned laughter. Brad, who, daddy? Oh,
1: my God. It's the worst. Um, Freeze
0: frame. The pigtails. But it doesn't
1: even... Brad doesn't even come up because there's no room for him to come up because there's no room for anything to happen. It's like, I, I kept trying to, like, picture this scene... And it was like the camera was just swinging everywhere and I honestly couldn't keep it straight. Like, it was just like one after another. He goes from room to room to room and there's all this stuff. So there's Max. He's there. And Lexi and Samantha are there with Zoe and Hannah and they're doing things. And there's three pregnant women on the couch. And then we cut to Ethan and Wyatt and Nathan are there. And Nathan's like, I'm an EMT firefighter. And Ethan's
0: like, I'm a CEO. And Wyatt's like, cop stuff. So... One thing that is very strange is there is never any mention of the grandparents, like the head of this Cocker clan.
1: Well, once they're that old, they can't be sexy anymore.
0: I mean, I agree with that, but like me telling my grandmother that I, moved, I was moving was a big deal and she didn't come help me move or anything. But like I wouldn't sp- spend a weekend with her before I left because I'm close to my grandmother, which may be, you know, not normal, but like. I don't know, if this family is supposed to be this close, in the amount that I have read, there is never a mention of, like, the head of this family. And I guess because I just read all of the Crazy Rich Asian series, where there is a grandmother over everything. It's just very weird to me.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a little strange. I think they do offhand mention his grandparents in an earlier chapter. I forget where it is. If I... If honestly, if I can be asked to do it, I will go back and find it. But I don't think I will be.
0: I was just thinking in cocky roomy, the amount that I've read of that, there's not really mention of his parents. And so is it like a they're all orphans with lots of money? Yes. We also have Elijah, who is also trying to get into politics. And then there's Ben, who lives an hour outside of Atlanta
1: now. And they make a huge deal, like he's some black sheep
0: of the family. And then, okay, so this was... Well, first of all, Al- an hour outside of Atlanta, an hour north of Atlanta, isn't going to take you to farm country. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: so I live I live in the Hudson Valley. I live um, about an hour and 20 minutes outside of New York City. Okay, you know, th- yeah, there's farm country here, but we're still part of the greater New York City metropolitan exactly. area. I can still, I can drive from a farm to a train station and get into New York City and it would only take me like three hours and that's uh, considering like public transit transfers.
0: No, it's... I lived about 45 minutes outside of Atlanta. My best friends both live probably... Well, Josh is not, but... One of my best friends lives probably an hour outside of Atlanta and that is downtown Woodstock, which is a fantastic, really cool area for like hipsters and -and up-and-coming stuff. And there's nothing wrong with like... Doing the farm things. Shelby and Ben are the only two so far that I've been like, ah, oh, this sounds like somebody that I would enjoy. But it's, it's like a good two to three hours outside of Atlanta, and it's just, it's weird. If, no, if you were talking south of Atlanta, fine. Make them as weird and as different as you want to be. Still gonna have to go more than an hour outside of Atlanta, but.
1: <sighs> so... We had all these, like, weird family... There was, like, this one really weird interaction, which is what I was so weirded out about when I mentioned, I think, Natalie and Max?
0: Is it Max? It's Nicholas and Madison. Are you talking about the bathroom?
1: Yeah, the bathroom thing, yeah. So, Madison is cleaning out his bathroom, and she yells to Nicholas, Are you gonna let me clean this out by myself? And, oh, there's the weird... (laughs) So... Okay, we'll handle this. And then we got to talk about the password bullshit. Oh, God.
0: Oh, God. Yes, her stance on that. There's another weird stance that I have to remember in a minute that I need to, we need to talk about. Um, so, yeah, she goes, you guys just going to leave me in the bathroom packing up? Nicholas nods with a somber face then turns to face me with a grin she can't see. She shouts, hey. He waves. Nobody changed you up. Get over here. Madison disappears and he grins. With, we fuck with each other. That girl makes me laugh. What? Why? Wyatt and- and then,
1: and then the next- That's such a stupid weird thing to say. And then the next thing is Wyatt and Nathan standing next to each other with crossed arms subtly nod that it's a good thing. What? Is
0: this a new relationship?
1: What? Well, though no, she lives with him. That's true. And then we cut to this weird, weird drawn out thing about passwords. Oh my
0: god, it's so long. Like, it was the thing at first where it's like, you know, a dad lecturing you. That's kind of sweet. We all have that where you're like, you're lecturing me about something I already know. But thank you. I'm going to patronize and nod at you.
1: I'm just going to read this entire thing because I think it's hilarious. Dad, have you seen mom? Looking up from his phone, he says, I've just canceled your electricity and Wi-Fi. Is the password you gave me the one you use for everything? Yeah. Don't do that. Have one for all of your financial accounts, another for stuff like this, and one easy password for websites that never keep your credit card info. In fact, never let them keep it. Ethan, our family's literal software genius, calls in the kitchen, and that's how you get your identity stolen, they send a bot through your system, and any stored passwords and credit cards are swiped. Never save them in your computer. Hannah calls back. Such a pain to retype. Consider the alternative, Hannah, he pokes his head in, Kaya peeping into the room as her dad adds in a conversational volume. Just save the password for things you don't need. For things that don't need your bank or credit card information. Glancing around the family, dad frowns. She might be out back and starts to walk with me. So first of all, once again, Felina has decided to give us unsolicited advice and worldview. Second of all, why did his dad suddenly say she might be out back? Oh, because he's answering
0: the question that got started a page ago? This book. I also did find a mention of the grandparents. You did? The grandparents, literally, okay... Kanan is becoming a doctor because his grandfather, Michael, had a heart attack. And Grandma Nance hadn't... If Grandma Nance hadn't shouted that we needed a doctor on the inside when Grandpa Michael had his heart attack, I'd probably be quitting the job, quitting job after job, wondering why I hate my life. You literally are crediting your grandparents for helping you decide your career move and yet not calling them... They're not mentioned much at all.
1: Can I also just say that saying we need a doctor on the inside is the fucking stupidest thing I can imagine saying in that situation. I know. At
0: first I was like, is this like some rich people thing?
1: I can't imagine having to wait to get healthcare treatment like everybody else.
0: (laughs) I mean, I get like, so you can understand and read files and make sure they're telling you the truth, but even still,
1: no. It's still weird. It's still a weird thing to say. It's not something that's ever occurred to me. There's never been a time where I've thought my family member is sick. I wish I was a doctor. Exactly. Same. And then, so we had that. And then we get to Hunter's really upset, even though he's the weird one that's never around and is possibly a cat. No, yeah. He's okay. crying. The, the, the male ginger is crying. They hug. Then he and his mom, um, he confronts her about her, his mom, Caden confronts his mother about actually being upset outside, he thanks her for putting on a brave face, Lexi knows that her mom wasn't actually dismissing Caden, they have like a sweet moment, and then Max appears at the back door, Caden, guess who's here? It's like someone sucker punched me, how fast my heart races. Who? Ben. Okay, who's Ben. Now, obviously, Caden was hoping it was Elizabeth and somebody comments on that later. But anyways, this is the part of the book that left me feeling so
0: weird. Has Ben had his own book? Have we had Cocky Farmer? (laughs) You laugh. (laughs) Let's see here. Mmm,
1: Cocky Farmer.
0: We've had he's exclusively.
1: Up. He even says sunsets and chickens. So
0: I don't think we have headbands.
1: He could just be cocky cocker. Get it? Because he's a chicken <laughs> from <farmer.
0: laughs> cocky roommate, cocky biker. So we had Jake, Jet, Jackson, Jason, Justin, Jeremy, the Jays, Hannah, Ethan, Gabriel, Emma, Eric, Sophia, Soul, Sean, Max, Nicholas, Caden. We have not had a book on Ben. You can't give us this little bit of information. So I guess because Ben's gay? already married, he doesn't need his own book.
1: No, he's gonna get his own book because that was probably something she was trying to do. Um, real quick, Sophia Soul is spelled S O F I A, but they call her S O P H. Yep. Kind of like Sophie, in or Sophie Sophia in uh. Why is in this book a thing?
0: Hortles. Why is this
1: a thing? It's, the name is super easy. Your name is either Sophie or Sophia. And if you go by Soph, if it's spelled with an F, it's S-O-F. And if it's spelled with a P-H, it's S-O-P-H.
0: It's that simple. Exactly. So, okay. Ben shows up.
1: The five of us guys walk into the living room where our long-lost cousin Ben is being greeted in a big way. The guy seems to have disappeared ever since he got married to his second choice.
0: Gabriel married his first. I guess Ben's story is part of Gabriel's? That's weird. This, again, if you are going to have books that can stand by yourself, you need to put more here.
1: You need to put more here, but also, this sounds
0: like a really crazy, wild thing to say? I guess both brothers were in love with the same woman? Or that's assuming they're brothers, maybe they were cousins.
1: Well, they were in love with each other, but still. Referring to this woman who he's now married to as his second choice,
0: Gabriel married his first? (sighs) Like, either it's... Yeah. That's a person. That's not something. And a marriage. Yeah. And it's one. Now the ending makes a little bit more sense because at first I was like, what the fuck is this book, like, ending on that makes it so it It's weird. Keep reading. So they greet
1: each other. Um, Ben is huge, picks Caden up. Caden smacks his chest. How you been? He glances to Shelby, quietly walking up to be at his side. Good. We've been keeping to ourselves on the farm, living life that would bore the rest of you just sunsets and chickens. Nicholas shouts, you know we love, we love your farm, don't pull that shit with us. Um, murmurs of agreement, some not so murmured, that's just a sentence. He takes her hand, hey guys, why don't you let up, I just wanted to come say goodbye to Caden. Can't believe you're moving to a whole other state, it's going to be like Soph. My sisters cry out, don't say that Ben. And Lexi adds a vehement, you suck, as dad puts his arm around her, she burrows into him. We hardly ever see Sophia's soul because she was raised in South Vacherie, Louisiana. The rest of us are close by and are close today because of that. Ben's only an hour north of Atlanta, not far, which is what makes his absence of late so unacceptable. And then we talk a little bit about why Elijah's never around. If anyone's becoming a rare side, as rare a sight as Sophia, it's Ben. But we don't want to scare the guy off.
0: So, so before we finish, I'm just going to... Here's Cocky Rockstar was the... it's It's book number 10. It's Gabriel Cocker's story. And here's the really quick summary. Gabriel, my publicist set this contest up. It's one lucky fan and me plus dinner. Can't wait until it's over before it even began. began. Oh, wow, that's weird. But then there she is, Paige Miller, biting her lip like she wants to run. Paige, who is not in this room? Is she on your list? No, she was not on the list. There's no Paige. A wounded bird in nude heels and a purple dress. My problem. Oh, problem is my cousin Ben saw this beauty first. He tracked us down at the restaurant. Can you believe the balls on the sky? Never had a woman come between us. But now it's the first battle of the Cocker family has had. Me versus him. May the worst man win.
1: Ugh. Yeah, so that's just her attitude. I guess women are objects. And then Caden makes a really weird comment. The only way I could be like Soph is if I grew a set as big as this. I cut my hands far away from my chest. Our family shouts at me with varying reactions, a lot of eye rolling. Wait. He's making a joke about the only way he could be like his cousin is if he had giant breasts like her, because that's a normal thing to say about your cousin.
0: That is so weird.
1: Like, okay, maybe that's a normal thing to say about your cousin who you're close with. Like, my cousins and I, we talk about each other's bodies occasionally. That's a thing that comes up. This is a cousin he barely knows. He
0: knows her, but she's so rarely around. Yeah. I wouldn't say it about one of my cousins.
1: I wouldn't say that about most of my family, but okay. And then he asks if he can get somebody a beer. Sure, I'll take one, Ben says. But, uh, Shelby can't. My eyes widen. The room stills for a little too long. Everyone breaks into congratulations like you're supposed to do, coming forward to hug the future parents and ask the normal questions you've got to ask when this kind of news comes along. That extended moment of stillness says it all. So that's where we ended, and I just can't make heads or tails of that exchange.
0: Yeah, I guess we would need. I feel like we're supposed to know something, cocky rock star, to know how this ended up. But we have Gabriel at this house without his apparent wife, but there's never a mention of who where she is. We have no idea if he and Gabriel are fine after this apparent battle,
1: falling out over Paige Miller, the wounded bird in a purple dress and nude heels, which is a wild way to describe somebody, and
0: like. Why is Ben not coming around? It's not like the family really wanted Ben to marry her and, like, are pissed that he chose someone else.
1: I just, it just seems weird. Um, and it seems like we're supposed to know something that we don't. It's a weird way. It's just a weird way of putting anything, frankly. That's her, though. That's... Belina. So I just looked, the next chapter is Caden, so, but we're not going to get a a description of what the heck is going on with the Ben and Shelby thing and why it's all contested and weird. I'm sure that she's intending to write a book about it if she ever writes a book again, but right now she seems to, Miss Felina seems to be keeping it pretty quiet since her trademark um, relinquishment.
0: Yeah, there's nothing, come on, computer. I was looking to see if there's anything new and it doesn't look like there's not even a mention on Goodreads of a new book double-check her social needs.
1: She hasn't done- she hasn't even
0: tweeted. No, outside of, like, liking something on YouTube, I think.
1: And she was really, um, vocal- or she was really prolific on her blog, but I looked it up today, and now she hasn't had a post since, like, June, so she's been really quiet. She hasn't
0: really done anything. I guess letting it all blow over.
1: Yeah, so who knows? By the end of this, she could have a new book out. She used to write about one a month, so- and this,
0: when did this one come out? I know we talk about it every single time. Where it's like April, so nothing new since April. So that's came out on four twenty
1: 420...
0: eight. So next month will be six months since,
1: which is a long time for her because you need to be putting these out all the time if you're going to make any money. Yeah, so you want to stay up on the list. Maybe she's uh she's cracking down on making a movie.
0: I guess, but there's not even really mentions of that.
1: Speaking of movie, I realized something about these books. What's that? And it's that every single character that is a male in these books, in my head, is played by Greg Sestero from The Room.
0: Oh no, why?
1: It's just not Tommy Wiseau, Greg Sestero, the one who plays Mark. Yeah, but why? Because he's just generic blonde man to me, and I realized that every single time I'm like imagining everything in this book... It's Greg Sestero as Gaden. It's Greg Sestero as Mac. It's Greg- or Max. It's Greg Sestero as Uncle Justin.
0: That's kind of amazing, and I wish it would go that route. It was so funny for me to realize it. She also hasn't updated her YouTube in two months. So yeah, I guess someone has given her the, like, take time off.
1: Advice. Probably the lawyers who were also like, please don't make us go to court about this.
0: There's also- Let's see. Let's check her. Oh, she's on lockdown on Facebook. So there's nothing you can really find. And to add to movies, there's nothing new on the handbook movie either. I'm actually getting a little bummed about that.
1: So that's where we leave it. There isn't a lot of news in the author world. Um, Meg and I are starting to think about what we're going to do next since we now have an end in sight for cocky
0: and we have some fun things that we're excited to do towards the end of the year. Uh, If you know of any author drama that you want to submit for us to review and do an extended thing on, we'll probably have at least one more episode on like the copyright stuff just to make sure we've kind of closed out everything. But uh, we do have the the scandals that I know about are, are a little bit old. So if there are any new ones uh, or any that you would like us to do or books that you would like us to read. That you know that the authors are terrible. Um, you can find us on Facebook in our uh, Facebook group. Uh, we've got our Facebook page, which is a great way
1: to find the group. Yeah, we're the we're Handbook Podcast on Facebook, and then we're uh, our group is a Handbook for Judging Fabulous Retellings covers. Then on Twitter, we're also at Handbook Podcast, or you can at me or Meg directly. Um, you can find us in the ad Handbook podcast uh about section yep
0: and you can email us at handbook podcast i don't check it that often though
1: yeah but if you guys maybe maybe we'll keep an eye on it if you guys have any scandals any authors any bones you want to pick let us know yeah um we're open to doing comic books we're open to doing graphic novels we're open to covering all sorts of things. So short story scandals, that
0: poetry stuff. Oh God, please don't make me read poetry.
1: But don't worry, because we've still got at least a month left of this nonsense.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, that's yeah, that's good news, right? That's supposed to be good news. And
1: then, and then, and then, like we said, we've got some some fun things coming up towards the end of the year. So, thanks for uh, sticking with us, and see you next week. See you next week.